Hi, welcome to the podcast of our Wednesday night study here at First Baptist Church to Queen as we go through the book of Revelation. My name is Pastor Josh Herwick, and I'm the pastor here at First Baptist to Queen. And throughout several months, we have been looking verse by verse through the book of Revelation. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us here at First Baptist Church to Queen through our website, dequeen.church. And on our website, you can find out all the information that you need to get in contact with us. Now, we can't wait to hear from you, so feel free to drop a like or share of this podcast if you find it helpful. This is our final one uh, as we've been through the entire book of Revelation. And so if you've missed any of those, you can go back and uh, check them out. They're all available on our uh, website or even just right here on the podcast. You can find them all there. You can go through them, search them, listen to them. Uh, But on our website, you can also find all of the individual notes that go along with each of these podcasts. So you can download those, follow along if you would like, but they're all there available as well. Uh, Well, today we are in the very last chapter of Revelation, which is also the very last chapter of the Bible. Revelation chapter 22, starting in verse 1, verses actually 1 and 2. John writes, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So we see right here, this is the end. This is new Jerusalem. This is new heaven and earth. There's beautiful life, and it flows from God. Life comes from God throughout human history. And here it is visualized in John's vision of the end of the beginning. Notice that the Lamb is here on the throne and not just in the center of it. God and the Lamb are presented as one, unified, seated on the throne. And then the river of life flows right down the center of the street throughout the city and not out of the city. This is extremely similar to Ezekiel's vision of a river flowing from the presence of God in Ezekiel 47. Possibly the river flowing in the, is in the city because all of the believers are now in the city. No one else is left. Life from God is for those who are now in the city forever. Now we then, here in Revelation 22, see the tree of life growing from both sides of the river, which is a reference to the tree of life in Genesis. The tree is continually giving fruit every month. It provides a healing, or another possible translation, a healthy life for God's believers. Now look at verse, uh, I guess, verses 3 through 5. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Now this right here, this fulfills Zechariah 14 verse 11 where it says, There shall never again be a decree of utter destruction. Right here, no longer will there be anything a curse. There's no longer going to be a curse. And the curse of Genesis chapter 3 now is completely undone. For sin was the cause of the curse leading to death. But now there is no more sin. 
And as a result, there is also no more death. The throne of God will now be in the city, and everyone will serve and worship him. They will all proudly wear his name on their foreheads. And everyone in the city will see the face of God. In Exodus 33.20, Moses was not allowed to see the face of God because, as it says there, quote, Man shall not see me and live. Now that God is physically among the people, and the people have eternal bodies, they are able to look on God and live. This, this is the sign of ultimate intimacy. Believing mankind is now allowed to see, or believing mankind, mankind who do believe, they are now allowed to see the visible face of the Almighty. They will also reign forever and ever. However, their reign is not necessarily over anyone, but they will be a part of the royalty. Look at verses 6 and 7. And he said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits and of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now, he says his words are trustworthy and true. To what are the trustworthy and true words referring? They are the very words of the revelation. It would seem that the trustworthy and true words are most likely all of the words of the revelation that John received and has relayed through the millennia. And the same God who communicated with the Old Testament prophets is the very same one who has been here communicating the revelation prophecy with John. Now, Jesus' is coming seems, as it is often considered in the New Testament, to be almost upon them at the time of the writing. But why is Jesus' coming described so imminently? It would seem to be because of God's eternality. From the perspective of eternity, the time from the prophecy until its fulfillment is but a small increment of time. In addition, the imminence of the realization of the revelation should drive believers to live as though the events of the prophecy were on the verge of occurring every single day. Look at verses 8 and, eight and 9. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets. And with those who keep the words of this book, worship God. So the divine origin of this prophecy has just been attested in verse 6. Now, John swears that what is written is exactly what he saw to the best of his descriptive capabilities. Then he falls down in worship as he did back in Revelation 19 verse 10, and he is rebuked in the exact same way, using the exact same language from Revelation 19.10, with the addition here of the prophets. Now, the angel asserts that no servant is to be worshipped. Only God meets the requirements for worship receiver. Angels are servants just as people are servants. Both angels and people are creatures, created beings. Only the Creator is to be 
only the creator is to receive the praise of creation. Look at verses 10 and 11. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evil doer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Now, this is not a secret. These words are to be known by everyone. He says, do not seal up the words, uh, because the time of their fulfillment is fast approaching. And Jesus' coming will be so quick that no one will have a chance to change. There will be no last-second repentance. The evil people will continue in their wickedness if they do not heed the words of the prophecy of this book and repent. At the same time, the believers will listen to the words of this prophecy and they will adjust their lives accordingly. God's coming, Jesus' coming, is a definite. It is meant to be an encouragement to the believers currently undergoing great difficulties and a challenge for unbelievers to repent. Now, while there is still time. Look at verses 12 and 13. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So a speedy return is again mentioned here, and coming judgment is certain for every single person. Actions will not go unnoticed in eternity. Judgment will be delivered on those who have not believed in Jesus' death and resurrection. For their refusal to believe was a refusal of Jesus uh, substitutionarily. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, uh, so the refusal of people to believe it was a refusal of Jesus substitutionarily having received payment for their actions. Already, Jesus uh, substituted himself, giving, offering uh, payment for their actions. So Jesus is the eternal one who has always existed and will always exist. And he paid the debt of their sin, of their actions already. Look at verses 14 and 15. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So those who wash their robes will be believers as referenced back in Revelation 7:14. And the robes of believers, they are made clean because of their faith. And thus, they gain access to the tree of life, granting life for eternity. Now, in contrast to the followers of God are those who do not follow him. These are characterized by the evil that they act upon. And using a common illustration here for evil, they are described as dogs. And these dogs are not to be found in the city, but... They are not necessarily sitting right outside of the city. They're simply away from that which is holy. Look at verses 16 and 17. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty 
come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Now, this is the only place in Revelation where Jesus identifies himself using the first person pronoun. He does it here to further emphasize the validity of what is being revealed. And the angel testified to you. And you here is plural. Jesus was communicating through his angel to everyone who reads the revelation, not just to John who was receiving the revelation. Jesus is the start while also simultaneously a descendant of the line of David. He is the bright morning star. He is the start of a new day. Now, believers and the Holy Spirit speaking with one voice invite unbelievers to come to Jesus. Come, they say, and receive the eternal life being freely offered. This is a universal invitation issued to anyone and everyone so that they can find salvation. Look at verses 18 and 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life in the holy city, which are described in this book. So while in verse 17, a great invitation is given, in verse 18, there is a warning to those who would not value the words of Revelation. So, Great care ought to be used when handling the revelation for anyone who would think so little of it as to subtract or add to God's words, punishment will be severe. To belittle the words of God is to belittle God himself. Now look at verses 20 and 21. This is the end. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. So Jesus assures the readers that he will come soon for them. This is an upbeat, hopeful future, looking forward to the coming of Jesus. And then in verse 21, John prays for Jesus' quick return and for grace for everyone until the end. Now, if you've been listening throughout the entire journey through Revelation, I thank you for joining us in this examination of the, the whole book of Revelation. As we've journeyed through the, everything God revealed there, tried to shine light on what was there and acknowledged when we did not understand what it meant. So join us um, in this journey through Scripture. Uh, again, if you have not had the opportunity to, to listen to all of these, go back and check them out. Um, I'm, I'm going to review the notes again and see all that God has revealed there. Um, and we will continue to uh, put out biblical teaching um, as we have opportunity in the days ahead. So thank you for checking this one out, and I will catch you later.